All right. We back. We back. Okay. We back. Oh. Uh, man, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about what we got coming up here as far as shows. Is that okay, okay Devin? I'm, I'm well, just going to eat my cooking. ice cream and enjoy it. As of last week, we put our tickets on sale for our In Shallow Seas We Sail Tour mm. coming up in July. Yep. Now, we're going to be playing Nashville, Tennessee at the Exit Inn. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll give a date. July 21st, Nashville, Tennessee. July 22nd, which is my birthday, by the way. Yes, it Maybe is. 45 years old. Oh, my Ooh, gosh. That's it. <clears throat> I remember 45. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were a different man back then. I really July was. July 22nd, Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama at Saturn, which I love that venue. That's a really cool venue. Uh, July 23rd, Atlanta at Masquerade. Awesome. Uh-huh. July 25th, Tampa at Orpheum. Yep. July 26th, Orlando at Level 13. I we've never played there, have we? Have you? Have we I played don't there? think so. I've Let's been Level 12, place. but. <laughs> July, well, okay. So 26th, Orlando. 27th is Columbia at the yep. New Brooklyn oh, Tavern. Yeah. And then we have a day kind of off, but we're doing the Sunset Cruise. Yep. In uh, Outer Banks for the uh, Is for Lovers. Then we're playing Is for Lovers on the 29th in Outer Banks, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. And then we are doing Shallow Seas in Asheville, North Carolina at the Great Eagle. The Man, Gray we haven't played Eagle. Asheville in. Oh. I mean, what did we even play? Maybe did we once. ever play there? I don't know if <laughs> no. we ever have. We played the Orange Peel. We did. Orange oh, Peel. yeah, I've been to the Orange Peel. Yeah, that's right. That was a long time ago, though. And so we're going to be with. Was that the Tooth and Nail Tour? Like yeah, the second one? second one, second one maybe, yeah. yeah. Wow, maybe. that was like 06, maybe? Yeah, something That's crazy. Like that. uh, we're going to be with Strawberry Girls and Slow Joy, mm-hmm. which is I'm, – I'm really excited about that. Honestly, Great I think lineup. both of those are going to be really fun, uh, really fun bands to, to tour with. And we're also going to be doing a pre-show of While Broken Hearts Prevail. We're going to be playing those songs acoustic. Uh, that's just for the non-festival dates, you know, just yeah. at the club shows. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Emeryland, which you should be, you get a free pre-show ticket, forty dollar value, forty dollar value for Sick. free. And I think we've already given a bunch of those away. Like people have claimed them. So if you're in Emeryland, you get to claim yeah. that ticket. Make sure you reach out to us, uh, however you do so, whether it's email or Discord or whatever, and make sure you yeah. get, claim your ticket. If you are an annual subscriber, you get two tickets. So. Um, and if you're not in Emeryland, tickets are 40 bucks. They're limited for the pre-show. I think we're only doing 50 per show. Yeah. So those are going to sell out pretty quick. I imagine get your tickets at emerymusic.com. And I promise we have more dates coming soon. People are always upset when you announce one leg. That's just how we do things. I mean, we, we do yeah. things in legs because that's just kind of how it goes. We so got legs I promise, I promise we got more legs coming, um, in, Later this year, I promise. We're like a so, centipede. Yeah, you know, we just like to reveal a little bit at a time. We got a lot more than we got more than and, two. And then, uh, and Matt and I are playing uh, songs and stories coming yes. up too, very soon. We're playing Cleveland and Rochester, New York, before we go to Capulet thirtieth and yep. July first. Yep. And then Capulet Fest is on July second. And here's what's going to be cool: you should come to the show because Matt and I are bringing our kids. It's kind of like a cross country drive. A little bit of a summer vacation for me. Maybe mm-hmm. Matt, you know, getting time with his daughter. Our kids will be together. It's going to be fun. Some kind yeah, of, I can't I'm do nervous it I'm excited. Some, yeah, I have some family stuff, so I wasn't able to do these. But they're going to do it, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to so be real Cleveland fun. is June 30th. Rochester is July 1st. 
and like we said, uh, I say we go ahead and read the clubber's names too. One of the perks is you get to read the your name when you're in Emeryland. We read your name on here, and yeah. it, uh, the names we read, they all send in you know kind of cool things that they like, and they always usually end up. Uh, this was cool. They all sent in again. Some other clubbers did this one too, but their first uh, email addresses. Ooh, so okay. I thought, uh-huh. so I thought this one was kind of good. Um, All right. So if you want to, Devin, if you can read the names, yeah. I sure would appreciate it. Ashton Satchwell. Yep. His was flexible and kinky at MicrosoftOutlook.com. <laughs> Pretty interesting. That's a good one. Yeah. J- Jacob Dillon. His is pierced everywhere. Wink, wink at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> when did, how long did look go to Gmail come around? It's, it was it wasn't newer. Wow. It's definitely newer, but I mean, maybe have, it was around and nobody was using it, and then it just yeah, became maybe. the dominant one. Yeah, probably because yeah. Google took over. Yeah. All right, Zebulon Zebulon Gustafson Gustafson yeah. Micro Eggplant four twenty at Yahoo dot com. I don't know what that. What does that one mean? Micro Eggplant like four twenty small penis. Oh, David, small penis weed. Come on, David. It could have been small penis weed. No, instead no. of micro <laughs> micro <laughs> i would have gone with small penis weed but whatever all right small small penis weed <laughs> donna campbell hottie with a body 69 donna come on donna donna hottie with a body 69 at hotmail.com donna was showing out definitely a hotmail anthony amarin Bang man forever at AOL.com. <laughs> Bang man. Bang. Is that man. like, is that like when, uh, was, uh, fuck boys grow up? They call it bang man. Yeah. Bang yeah man. I think so. Grows up to a bang man. <laughs> a bang man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for joining Emory land. Like we yeah. said before you get, uh, you get pre-show tickets. You also get in chalices. We sell live, which they've already had that. Yeah. And we're going to get, they're going to get the uh, video version as well. You get part due, which we just did. And it was awesome. You get lots of music, you get 20% off everything at emrymusic.com. Song yes, stories, do. tickets, custom songs, marriage supply. Yeah. Toby's, Toby's baby. I like to call that Toby's baby. And you go to emrymusic.com to join. We appreciate yep. it. Oh boy. And, and you get to see us like this year, we're playing all of in shallow seas. We sail. At our shows, that's going to be really fun, yeah. and and I mean, and this all helps us to make music and make our new record, which I, I mean, which we are getting ready to do, by the way, which we decided to do, which is crazy because it, uh, rubs some dirt on it, doesn't feel old, and it's not really that old, but it's still it's time to make a new record, which is crazy because rubs and dirt on it was intense when we made it, you yeah. know, I mean, it was intense. That was a long time ago, though. But that was it yeah, was that, a long time ago. Yeah. When did, we, when did we record it? When did we record rub some dirt on it? Do y'all remember? 2011? <laughs> Something. It was, it was like 2016. <sighs> what month of 2021 was it? September? It, yeah, it does feel like fast. So, I mean, year and yeah. a half, almost two years. We're almost two years out. But then That's it re released with Tooth and Nail and all that stuff. So it was a little weird. But Because we've also done two other specials before that you know what yeah. i mean like like i mean two other specials came out three uh, i'm only a man not, no, i know i'm only a man and then the week's in and then 
Mm-hmm. Rub some dirt on it. it was the third and one. The but question. I'm saying two the were before question, that. Uh, oh, the question, question. as well. Mm-hmm. Shit. There was three before I rub some dirt on it. And now we've already recorded in Shallow Seas We Sail Live. That's coming out yep. later this year, too. That's right. Oh, so we've done, we've put, we've made a lot. Like, right. made a lot of made, content. Not because those are all full. And all that's in Emory Land, by the way. Mixed and produced and all blah, blah. And they have all have video. So right. that's five. We've done five. <laughs> you know, 10 plus song recordings God. and produce them and had them out and release them and put them on vinyl. Like that's a lot. It and we're about r- to do another, but the original yeah. albums is what you kind of benchmark yeah. your career by. And we're about to do our 10th Good Lord. full length in 20 years. Exactly. It Good is crazy God. because so it's a two we year did rub some dirt on it. We did rub some dirt on it and it was live. I mean, it's, other than we went and re- redid the vocals, a lot of the vocals, and did all that stuff, right. it is what eighty percent live. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is live, and then yeah, and the full video version's got mostly live, yeah, original vocals, live and stuff, overdubs yeah. for the studio version are recreations of the what happened right. in the room. So, and then we did shallow seas, which yep. is, sounds so good, and like um, that's the most live kept of any. That's I mean, crazy like, because there's man. almost no overdub like, of anything when people that hear that like right. lunsford when lunsford heard a song and those a couple other people were talking about talking with them about they said they couldn't believe it was a live recording because it doesn't sound live it sounds better than live <laughs> than what you think of a live album and so because the live albums a lot of times are at concerts and that's different right kind of live it's different yeah but yeah this yeah. is yeah, live live in studio, sort of like the mm-hmm. old school way of making a record, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we're going to do with this new record too. I mean, there's going to be some some edits and vocal stuff, and we're going to do all that later. But we kind of decided this not long ago that we're going to go into a studio, uh, maybe Chris's studio, maybe another one. We're trying to figure that out, and we're just going to jam these ideas that we have until we get them into a song. Yeah, like fully into a song, and then record those songs in yeah. two days so two days we're gonna take two days <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with us we're like the Are david we... blaine of uh of music like he constantly <laughs> challenges himself we need more challenge we gotta be underwater for 18 minutes holding our breath or something like that you know what i mean we gotta get down to 15. i mean and when and when we said two oh we'll have two full days in my mind i thought oh that's plenty of time yeah <laughs> i mean that means I'm going to get That's a what good I time thought. at Applebee's at least two nights in a row. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm excited, <laughs> but three thirty. right now, I mean, to, like we've talked about this a bunch before, but like, you know, Toby's really, really great at lyrics and he's really fast and everything. And I'm a little slower at lyrics and I, I second guess myself a lot and just try to try to figure out what I'm really trying to say with lyrics. So I'm really digging into these songs that we're these ideas we're thinking about. And I'm just, it's so funny. Cause like, I'll be working on a song for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this sounds so good. I love the way this feels. And I promise you two minutes later, I'm like, this sucks so bad. The yeah. There's no chance I can keep it. And then I have to step away and go back and rethink, okay, is this really what I want it to do? But it's just such a crazy process. And we have two weeks yeah. I mean, that's about it until we got to record them. Good. Right. Yeah, I know we have to have them. Now, the other thing, too, though, is people, I, I can hear the listeners at home, the Devin lovers out there going, yeah, but that's why Devin's lyrics are so much better than Toby's. <laughs> no way. He take, he's thoughtful. He's <laughs> He takes his time with them. 
Toby shits him out, apparently. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's what that's what drives Eat me shit, insane. Listener. That's what drives me insane is your lyrics are so good and they are better than mine. And you They are not better than yours. Well, they're I, they're great. I, they're great. I the only time I've ever spoke in tongues was listening to one of your songs. <laughs> like literally. I mean, I, I guess, spoke in tongues once in my life. That's funny. I mean, I guess we're pretty fortunate that we both can write decent lyrics and so that's really great but like you're you know we have a different style of writing lyrics yeah, and so yeah, probably when when i look at your style i think man i wish i could write a little bit more that way you know or do it a little bit more this way and so but it's just cool because i mean but right now man i'm i don't you know we're all very busy we have three kids we have yeah. a lot of stuff going on and so when i get time to sit down i'm like okay i gotta really make this a productive 30 <laughs> minutes <laughs> You know right. what I mean? Yeah. That's the way it feels to me every time I sit down. Yeah, I know. I, I sat down and was working on one of them uh, last night, and I was like, man, I just need to focus and keep working and get this done. Like, I have to stay with yeah. it. And it's kind of cool, too, though. One of the things that's, that was really neat is it's probably – it's been a little bit, but I have been steadily – there's a couple things I've been doing, okay? And, I <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if I'm going to do this or not, but I've – I've been writing lyrics outside of song, like music and melody. Like I've just been writing lyrics. So basically poetry. And uh, I've been thinking for a while that I was like, you know what? I think I might would like to put out just a poetry book. Like just like maybe really put that out. But I don't know. I have poems that I would like to put in one, but I don't know. I don't have enough yet. And one, so that might would be down the line. But besides that point, it it's really nice. Like just sitting down and, kind of opening in your mind and going, if you just have a bit of a thought and just writing on it and some of it turns to crap, but then you might literally get three lines that you're like, Whoa, this is actually really good. You can throw the rest away, but that's mm -hmm. been kind of fun. Not because oftentimes I start with the music. Most of my car our career, I've started with music first, sitting with an acoustic guitar, getting some song, and then I get some melody and then I write the lyrics. And lately I've been, and I think some of it's because of this custom songs we write because mm -hmm. I go, Oh, I know what I got to write about first. So a lot of times with custom songs, I write out the person's story because they're giving me details. You know, we got married in uh, 2011. We have two kids. Our dog's name is, is Steve or whatever, you know, and I go, I want to put the dog. They want to put they want to put, <laughs> they wanna put uh, things in there uh, about their life and stuff like that. And so I'll, so a lot of times I'll just write the, the lyrics first and then adjust the lyrics to a melody that comes and then the music. And so that's been kind of fun. And I think I'm kind of doing that with this record. Like I have a lot of lyrics written down of things that I've thought about, lived through, wanted to say. And so I can kind of put that in there. So I think it's going to be good. I'm kind of excited about nice. that part, kind of having some lyrics already. That's in cool. The bank. It's normally like I mean, it's cool. backwards. And what we realized the other day too, and is <laughs> I don't know where we're going to do it, but Chris has a, a cool studio, but it's very small and it's yeah. very hot. There's no air and condition and it there's is no in air conditioning. Chico, California, where it could get up to a hundred degrees. Sometimes. And even though the thought of that, I hate the thought of that. Like yeah. it makes me think like that is sucky, like yeah, really sucky. But also part of me thinks that'll be really good. Like yeah. that would be, you know what I mean? It makes you feel like, when you're under distress, almost yeah, it feels yeah, like right. something really good. It's like a, it's like a, a cold dip, jumping in the cold yeah. dip. Like it's awful, but it, it, if we were in the heat, unreal heat, and wrote yeah. a song 
and walk when you walk out of that room outside it'll be cooler no matter what than being in that room and you will feel like i'm alive i am <laughs> right. alive right now yeah so i don't know it'll be interesting but i'm excited about that and and the writing process and you know it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out so i'm excited for the the folks to hear some of that yeah i know we got so many damn albums like right now playing in shallow seas we sail and i mean that how old is that album what is it? it's 20 2009 14 years 14 years old years? was like the other day yeah on that. that's great 14, 14 years. years 14 yeah i remember I mean, the day it came out i remember that day that's insane because that's the record after i'm only a man uh-huh. that was and, yeah and, and it's the one like it just it was felt like almost like I don't know. It, it's weird because I'm only a man was so contentious. Maybe is the word. I don't know, but like it, it got, people didn't like it. And now people love it. Every, every time we say, yeah, back then it was tough. People didn't really like the record. It was my favorite record, man. I loved it then. I'm like, <laughs> okay. But it didn't seem like it at the time. You know, at the time it felt right. like rough, even though it, it didn't even sell horrible. We just had so much high, such high expectations for it. Yeah. And, uh, and now I'm thinking, and then it was almost like we went through this tough time where we'd had the week's end and I'm only, um, the week's end, the question killed it. Then I'm only a man comes out and it didn't kill it. It, it didn't, we didn't grow. We didn't like right. shoot to the stratosphere or, or thought we, you know, we were like, okay, <clears throat> we have a good chance since the first two records did amazing. This, this is going to do amazing too. And even though it did well, it didn't feel like it. And, uh, and then, so there was this pressure. We, we were questioning, what are we doing? We thought we were going to get a big payday potentially. And, you know, all these things happen. And then here comes this album that we just made called the shallow seas. We sail, we did the, you know, while broken hearts prevail EP. And that just felt really good to get after everything, to get back in a room and write music again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause we, we spent the most money ever on, I'm only a man. We're in this nice studio and all this stuff and it didn't work. And then now we're, you know, with, uh, while broken hearts prevail, we're just in a, a beach house. We, you know, we're just paying for this beach house just to write this record over a, a week or two, uh, this little EP just to put something out to give us something fresh. And then, uh, and shall see as we sell comes along and it's just, it's one of our best records. It potentially the best maybe. And, and sometimes yeah. I think it's our best record. And it's partly because we'd gone through so much ups and downs now that this record was just, it really is like, to me, maybe the most Emory. Because the week's end, we're figuring out who Emory is. We're writing cool music, and it's awesome, and I love those songs, but we're still kind of, who are we? The question is so fast because we we ha we have a little success. Let's let's uh, write these songs. They're awesome, but let's get them out and keep touring. Then I'm only a man. It doesn't live up to what we do. And so now we've lived through all this stuff, and now here's this in shallow seas we sail, and it's it's totally just Emory. It just yeah. is us. It's who we are. What you know, we got a little bit of a little older now. We know what it's like to be in a band. We've been in a band for a few years now, and what's that's like? And it's, it's kind of crazy that it captured us like that. Well, in shallow seas was, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the first record that a lot of it was written separately. Like we were, we were not together right. like in a big chunk yeah. of time right it was because because weeks in obviously it was over the course of years and yeah. then we were always together a question was a month wrote it month recorded it i'm only man we're six weeks at that big yeah. horse ranch <clears throat> and then shallow seas i remember my recollection of the album of writing it was kind of getting most of the ideas in pieces at home and in different locations and you guys had ideas and i had ideas 
and mm-hmm. putting those together kind of kind of at a distance mm-hmm. and then coming yeah. together and doing what we need to do. Cause I remember recording at Matt's house in Maple Valley vocals in his closet, you know, some at the studio, you know, there was a, a mixture of how that was recorded. Is that right, Matt? Yeah. Does oh, that yeah. sound? Well, okay. So, so to, from my recollection, the thing that really changed is that, well, I mean, all my memories, and we were thinking of the of this today. My memories, when I try to think of exactly what they are, they are production record production memories, which yeah. is maybe my the way I am with all of them. But the week's end, Ed Rose did that thing. Uh, the question, Aaron Sprinkle led that thing. Um, Only a man was this time where we, if you recall, we were trying, we were on a trajectory to self produce right after mm-hmm. the question because even when we went, we learned so much from Ed Rose. And then when we had sprinkles, like, oh, he's collaborating creatively, but he wasn't even around for all of the tracking. Like he did pre-production really heavy and then post-production, but not that much of a tracking. So it kind of clicked in my mind at that point. It's like, oh, okay. So something's, there's something to do here. And so when we went to go make only a man, we thought we didn't need like a high leadership producer. We just wanted to have a good engineer. So right. that was one of the mistakes of I'm only a man is we were thinking of Butch as just this engineer. And we thought we were ready to <clears throat> do the right. pr- producing, but what it turned out was we were probably ready to do the engineering actually. Like I was re- And so the whole time, even during only a man, I was thinking, Oh, what if I was sitting at the, I, w- I bet I could run the computer. Like I was watching him do it thinking maybe we, I could, I could, I felt for the first time, what if I was driving the yeah. thing, mm-hmm. but I didn't think we were ready for that. So when we went made broken hearts prevail, it was like, okay, let me sit behind the computer and see what we can do then. And, and so then by the, so that was an experiment to see if we could self record. So right. two of the songs on, in shallows, she's, we sail smile, the face and edge of the world yeah. were recorded during broken hearts prevail. They're the same mm-hmm. versions. And so the fact that we just whipped up a few songs for Broken Hearts Prevail and they turned out that good with us in a beach house with some computer <clears throat> and no equipment, that was the spark that made us go, oh, now David Bendeth mixed those two songs. So it's like, oh, yeah. I just was going to record it. We thought we were going to, our band was going to fall apart anyway. So it was just a low stakes thing. It didn't feel like a lot of pressure. Right, and right. then we gave those tracks to Bendeth, and then they came back like that. And it was like, oh, let's make an album. Like, here, we got it. And as soon as Tooth right. and Nail heard those, and we heard them, we had all the confidence in the world back. So it, we had figured yeah, out, like, true. oh, so having really good mixing, but controlling the thing direct. We were on this trajectory to self-produce, basically, and we right. that we finally kind of had figured that out. And so then when we said, okay, so we're going to make in Chelsea's we sail. So let's just do it ourselves, but we'll have sprinkle you know, consult on it or whatever. So we're going to drive our own recording and we'll have sprinkled. So if we don't screw anything up, cool. And then boom, it's like, okay, record this right here, record this there. But for instance, the final vocals that are on smile, the face were recorded in Toby's shower at his apartment. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like, I I went to Toby's house. I brought my computer. I was like, I don't know. Maybe you record in the bathroom, I guess. I don't know. And so we just, we just did like those vocals are from the bathroom and Toby's, uh, townhouse. That's yeah, the ones funny. that are on in shallow seas we sail. That is it's, the same recording session. It's funny being in that bathroom. I remember it, the opening line, uh, smile of faces, like one of the highest things I've ever sang live. Yeah. Devin even sings it now. Cause it's, and I, and I was just singing so high and so loud in my bathroom, in my, our condo, 
which you know yeah. somebody else is on the other side of each wall but we just were recording it just right there it's crazy <laughs> yeah so getting that control was just a big deal like to have that level of control and then sprinkle helped a lot and i can i mean I, so to me all the production choices just stick out in my mind yeah but yeah. it had not, the st where it was recorded was i don't know five locations Right. Four or five locations where it was recorded, but yet it sounds like one whole album. I mean, so it was something magical. So we were we had just hit some point where it's like, oh, I know what I do in the band. I know what I do. I know how I write. Right. And then it was just we were able to. The, I don't. I don't exactly know how it's so cohesive, but that that's, yeah, that's how it got. It got that we had the laser focus and full empowerment on. Like somehow we just got this shot of confidence because of honestly that edge of the world and smile of the face mixes like we put. We spent zero dollars on that as the first time we were self-recording and it turned out that good. And then that's, that's, that's just yeah. the modern paradigm is okay. We self-produce <laughs> we're DI, we, we do it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, sprinkle, but whatever you need to do, you get the right minds to check yourself. And it's like, I, I felt that we had fixed something that we weren't understanding how records get made until that point. Well, I remember too, how I recorded my vocals for that smile, the face and edge is there's a, town over here by champagne called Tolono oh, yeah. right. and very right. small town and the lead singer of the band hum lives there Crazy. and he has a studio there matt talbot. and matt talbot yeah and uh i t i don't know how i got how we figured that out or whatever however we figured that out it was because you know there wasn't a ton of studios around or anything like right. that and so and i I didn't know enough to, about recording to do it myself at my house and right. all that stuff. So I remember I went over to his studio and I was a little starstruck. I mean, yeah. I was like, wow, this is so cool. I mean, I can't believe he's at this studio in this little podunk town, like literally nothing. And I guess that's what people think about me in Monticello, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I went to his, it was a pretty cool studio. And I remember being there and I did my smile, the face, like, vocals in the song the harmonies and all that stuff and he you know he didn't really say much about it or he, he was like oh yeah this is cool you know whatever but i remember i had to do all of the edge of the world vocals there and we had never we had never really like played the song or yeah. like practiced how it was going to be it was just kind right. of a an idea and it was still in the idea stage and i was like well i hope this goes okay because we're paying for the studio and I do that. So I remember being in this huge tracking room. There wasn't like a vocal booth. It wasn't anything small. I was in like front of these, this padded thing in the huge drum room and just singing edge of the world. And I mean, I sang it and he, he was into it and he had some ideas. He's like, Hey, try this, try this. I think he had some kind of weird idea. What's the part? It's like the, um, post, chorus pre verse part it goes what's the you make it hard for me to leave that part so yeah he yeah. had some like he wanted to run the vocals through like a weird speaker horn or something yeah. in the room and make it sound weird i was yeah. like okay yeah cool whatever <laughs> and then we did and that was that was just how it sounds that's how it came out so um but i remember being that was a pretty cool experience doing edge of the world but i think i did i think i did that was one that must have been for while broken hearts prevail because it was well, i guess yeah. it had to before be before it because, went to bendeth to me yeah before so. it went to bendeth so that's right. when i had to do my vocals for edge yeah so that that, you're right that is funny thinking too how we were all apart and what we were doing now but also recording it and making it and the diy that really i guess that was a real start to oh wait a minute we want to control our career our way 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mean, we had, because after that, we only had one more album with Tooth and Nail. Right. 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 The next one was, I yeah, mean, we did the two records. We did that and we did what we want. Yeah. And we were on our, we were on our way to like, okay, we can produce. Okay. I can't yeah. it. We, and ever since we've been adding more to what can we do, which is why yeah. we're still, the only reason we're still a band, obviously you couldn't still have all of those. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you go back, you couldn't survive as a band. Like today we do up every single thing ourselves. Yeah. Like our, our new record, we're going to make it. There will only be six people involved and they are band members. Until I'm we'll sending right. Jordan to mix, but at the recording, it, there won't be anybody else there. It won't be a assistant. There won't be a engineer, other than Josh and me and Chris. I mean, that's it. That's so crazy. We'll do everything, and then we'll get the, Jordan to mix it. Is the only other thing, basically, and all the business, all the marketing, the release. We'll just, you know, we do. We'll, but that trajectory was kind of solidified. But yeah. th- that path was started there. It was crazy. That's I was cool. looking. I was looking back on some of the lyrics that we wrote, and I was looking at um, the very first song, "Cutthroat Collapse," um, which is funny, and uh, it's not funny. It's interesting, or uh, that the song is about a marriage breaking up. Which now I'm on the other side of a marriage breaking up. At that time, I never would have thought my marriage was breaking up. I think at that time when I was writing this, like uh, the lyrics, uh, it goes. Outside, you will find the ring that once belonged to me. Uh, <clears throat> and then it says, uh, sharing space with her face, uh, pictures on the driver's seat. And I was just thinking the imagery of me leaving or or leaving the situation. The wedding ring now is on the car seat, not on my hand anymore. And maybe I took some some photos with me from the house or something, and I'm just leaving, you know. And then it says, so now we will both kill the messenger. It's such a blur. You didn't even see this meant everything to me. And I think at that time, though, I was still hurt by I'm only a man in a way. And that line, we will both kill the messenger. And in this song, it's the messenger is the marriage that it was bad. The messenger and we're going to kill it. Right. And it just happens in such a blur. We didn't even see it, but it did actually mean everything to us. And I think that's the thing I was thinking, too, though, is like I thought the, the messenger was fans that didn't receive our record in a way. And the idea there was that. Uh, we both might would kill Emery because like you said earlier, like we didn't know, we thought this could be the last record. Who knows? Uh, you know what I mean? Like if, if I'm only a man didn't do as well, maybe this record will do even worse and it could be, right. it could be really bad. And I was just thinking back, those, those lyrics are just like the, it, it just everything about the, even though the song was about marriage, like uh, invisible plans you made deconstruct me tethered to the dream of you, but disappearing it's the same thing, like the invisible plan. I made all these invisible plans with the success of what I thought our band was going to achieve and get to, but it was actually deconstructing me. Like we've said this a billion times, but I'm only a man actually probably kept our band together. We might, we probably wouldn't be together maybe if it would have had more success. I know that sounds almost cliche to say, and I would still choose having been more famous, more money, more everything, even though I don't think it would be good for me. But it's funny, those plans that we had made were invisible that a lot of people didn't know. And then, then it started, but it was starting to tear the dreams I was tethered to, um, started disappearing. And then this record is like, well, let's make a hell of a record. Cause who knows if there's going to be another one. And, and it was really mm-hmm. crazy. And then, uh, the other one, which everybody probably has heard this a million times, but, um, butcher's mouth, which is really funny. Cause so this song was interesting to me because I remember showing it, I think to Dave and Matt and they first thoughts were it was new metal. And then I maybe <laughs> lost my mind or something like that. Y'all did not get it. 
You didn't think it would be that good. I think y'all thought, uh-oh, this is bad news. This is not going to be a good song. And I was like, I just kept saying, no, it's, it's awesome. You're going to love it. It's going to turn out great. And you were like, yeah, but how? And I couldn't tell you how. <laughs> I was like, we're going to figure it out. And you're going to figure it out. And it's going to be awesome. And uh, I, I and don't remember exactly the description, but it was just like, it's double. You was like, it's going to be crazy double bass. And you were like, you know, a wall, you know, just like the, just the chord progression and double. Like I heard the most basic chord progression and a bunch of double bass. Trust me, it's going to. I played it. Everybody's oh, that's yeah. They're just like, oh no, this isn't going to be cool. Come on, this song. And y'all did not think it's going to make the record all stuff. And then it ended up being one of the most popular ones. It was. I mean, that's a good one from the record. It's awesome. And then, uh, which is funny because if I had better musical language, I think I could have explained it better. But well, that maybe kind of, I, melody and chords, it's lyrics would have maybe done it. If you had, yeah, you that's true. Said, I didn't even have lyrics. Then. A, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, like a plain chord progression. And then you said yeah. the word double bass. Just do a bunch yeah. of double bass. It'll be crazy. <laughs> and it was. And I was right. <laughs> I wish to God I had that recorded exactly what I told y'all and, and had like y'all's facial expressions yeah. and everything. I was like, man, I was like, what? The, they don't know anything. Like, how can they not understand this is awesome? And they were like, oh, no, 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 no way. But then, uh, of course, I'm sure everybody at home has heard this story before. But when we showed them that song, um, I forget what the name of the original name wasn't this. It was I forget. Probably I've got a way. <laughs> I think it, it might be been. I've got a way or, or uh, I forget. I think that was I got away is how we would. I got away. You might be title. right. I thought it was something else. But At least like a working right. title or something. I mean, that would have been yeah. the working title, I'm sure. Yeah, that probably you're probably right got away or something like that. And, uh, John Dunn called and said, Hey man, uh, after we turn in, he's like, listen, we don't think is there, we can't, we can't put out this song. It has cussing in it. I was like, no, it doesn't. What are you talking about? He's like, you say the bitch's mouth in the song. I was like, no, I don't. I said the butcher's mouth. And he was like, Oh, Oh, okay. But it, it really sounds like it. Maybe we could redo it. Or I was like, no, the records, I said, what I said, what if we just name the song The Butcher's Mouth? And then everybody will understand when I say The Butcher's Mouth in the song. I mean, the, the third line of the song is I've got a way of finding out what you said, but I want to hear it from The Butcher's Mouth. But I, get, I think they thought I want to hear it from The Bitch's Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the rap like, version. Yeah, they're like, oh, they're on their fourth record. Now they're cussing. Now that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now they're cussing. They got to their fourth record. They're evolved. Oh, my God. I was like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it at all. That's funny. Try I think that's also the first record. <sighs> maybe I'm, maybe you correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the first record we use strings on? Yeah, that was what came to right? my mind. The song that I was thinking it was just churches and serial killers being a um, yeah. That was a cool one to work on because yeah. we had the song and it had this that ver the verse the way the verse felt was just like obviously so good just the don't in on it like it's like yes that that's yeah. the first thing I remember about that song is gonna work and it's like what if we put strings on it and I that was you know getting into production for me I just gotten into sequences like oh I can sequence so I can just write a strings part I can just and just sequence it in to directly now that I'm driving from the computer so I sequence the strings part in midi and i was like right. oh my thank god because i mean it a few years before that i was at school music school and would have needed to notate strings right. right which i know how to do and fucking hate 
I mean, right. I don't like ink writing English. I mean, right. much less writing music is my least is my least favorite. Music's my most favorite thing, and the musical language, reading and writing music, is my least favorite thing on the planet. Um, yeah. It's only worse than writing English language. I hate that too. Um, but I could all of a sudden access to arrange things like strings right into a workflow or something like that. So I just yeah. That just that experience of hearing the notes in my head, thinking about them, trying them on screen, fixing them. And so the strings part there, I was able to just make it. I was able to make it, but it sounded like MIDI or whatever. But it was, it could, I could, it's like, oh, and then we just get strings however we're going to get strings to do it. So that was a really exciting. Um, that was just so exciting to be able to do that. And then yeah. Sprinkle knows this guy named Chris Carmichael in Nashville, who's just an incredible strings for race playing on uh, uh, crazy everything. And I think it was only $400 to get him to do it. And he has a tracking room in Nashville. He plays, oh, he plays cello. Right. He plays yeah. violin, viola. And he has a whole room set up like an orchestra. And he does multi-track stuff where he'll sit there and move her. so he'll do like four violin parts and he'll sit at different spots in the room so and multi-track it so it's like you had a group of uh, ensemble of violin players i was like oh brilliant and so i wrote some parts and sent them to him and he would he would he did a he does all these multi-track of himself over and over again in a room and spreads out in the room like where he plays it so it sounds it just it's just incredible kind of thing i think mm -hmm. it was four hundred dollars um, and then he Crazy. sent the tracks and I got to put those tracks back in the session. And it's just like, yeah. uh, how is this? That? And, you're, and so that was when there was internet and sending and all yeah. those things. And it's like, how is this possible? It felt so powerful. And then the quality of what he played and hearing that part that I conceived of sequence and then have a person play it and then put it back in the session. And it's like almost done. And then to get then that record is my favorite one because and this is the reason it sounds so cohesive is because i'm so hands-on to, to mix we have bendith and dan corniff mix the mm -hmm. whole record and i went to the studio in new jersey and spent five days at the mixing studio just with those guys finishing yeah. the rest yeah. so it's, as a there's nothing no process <laughs> has ever been more satisfying than that record to me because i got to work with sprinkle some on my own mostly and then be present at mix fully at when I was the most tuned in and just, you know, it was just like, it just, it was the best. And those guys were just killing it on mixes. And even that one, when we were, when we were mixing it, I was then send the mixes to sprinkle. So I'm sitting there with Dan and Bendith and me, and then I would send the mixes to sprinkle and then he would give feedback. And then we, and it was just like, it could not get it any better having the right leadership and minds decision-making through mm -hmm. that process. Um, and Sprinkle was like, yes, yeah, so something was bugging Sprinkle. And he was like, in the um, last chorus or whatever, the uh, that part, he says, mute all the tracks except the strings on these two measures. And it's the with my eyes, with that drop out right before so we rise and fall. Yeah. We didn't have, it was just plowed through there wasn't a dropout and it didn't feature those strings and that, and it's like, it's, it's soon. And I said, and I told, you know, dance, I drop out these two verses or whatever, and just does it drops it out, plays the mix back. And it's just like the most epic, like yeah. sprinkle, you know, he just told me on the phone, drop out. He could hear it. It's like, drop out those two measures or whatever. And then you hear, really get to hear those strings it featured yeah. in that spot. And it's just like, and then 
kicks back in and does that final chorus kind of thing. So like that that's to cool. me, that whole thing, that's the best. That's the highlight of the record to me is that, that whole situation. That's awesome. That is so cool. cool. Yeah. I mean the, I guess one of the main things for me and, and it's some of it during that record is cause I was in my house in Champagne when I was working on, um, the song in shallow seas we sail. And, um, <clears throat> I remember that was probably a couple years in, I just started trying to get familiar with garage band. So I was like, okay, I can do something in garage band. Like I, I was kind of getting into a little bit of R and B, like doing some R and B stuff. And it was really funny little, you know, tracks I would make. And then I was like, and then we were doing the demo stuff to be sending back and forth here and there. And I was working on, the song in shallow seas we sail and you know, there was some parts that came to me and I like, we had the verses and the chorus and I was like, Oh yeah, this is going to be a really fun, cool pop song kind of felt really poppy and good. And like I had, it was just kind of a broken heart kind of lyric thing going on there. And I remember the, the time signature change from the verses to the chorus. Um, like I just remember thinking, Oh, this is, this is important for this yeah. song. Like it, it, the song wouldn't have been the same if I'd just stayed in four for the ver for the choruses. And so I was like, this is really cool and important. And then when it goes to the end, cause it goes to that bridge part, the doom, Daniel, you know, that part. And yeah. then it goes to the, obviously the most popular part of the song, the, the quiet bridge and into the big right. end. And I remember thinking this has to be something like, epic like it has to be really really something big and special here and for whatever reason the the imagery of the water and the beach you know the because the the chorus goes um you sold yourself you never learn here i am watching the summer fading so it's kind of yeah. a like a a, a short-term temporary kind of love lost, you know, and I was just kind of envisioning like being at the beach and at the ocean. And you kind of had these ideas of this romance and all this stuff. And I, and I remember at the end, you know, when I was working on those song, that part of the song, I was just thinking like just the idea of, of the ships and the imagery and the drowning and all this stuff. And I had these ideas in my mind. I was like, how am I going to put these together? And how's this going to fit and not be cheesy and all this stuff. And I remember working on that. <clears throat> and then it's so funny because like sometimes when you do those counter melodies, you're just like, I'm singing almost the exact same thing. And there's two different parts that are almost doing the exact same thing, but right. they're doing them at a slightly different time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that to me in my mind, that felt exactly right. But I was like, how, how can we actually do this? Like where it doesn't sound dumb, you right. know, cause the part where he goes, when did he say, is there hope? I guess your love is only a save that part there. Yeah. Cause they're kind of overlapping in the end on this harmony thing. And then the end <clears throat> for whatever reason, you know, those vocals came out and like with the, now I am drowned. And that was the only part I had. And, um, and I was like, okay, we're just going to play these big chords, make it real epic sounding. And then uh, it just felt empty and like a little hollow. And so we had that other part underneath it. And, um, you know, I was just expecting Toby to sing it. <clears throat> and it would have been great either way. But that was the one where Sprinkle was just 
we had the idea that Sprinkle could sing it. And there's something like his voice is, his voice is so different than ours in a sense of like, it made it for some reason it made that kind of stick out a little bit more. Yeah, like it I didn't agree. really blend in the music as much. Like Toby has a really, you are the storm. Yeah. Toby has a really <laughs> warm voice, really round and warm, you know, and it, and it can like, and, and it's really strong too, but like I can see how it would have like flowed in with the music a little bit smoother and, and sprinkles is a little bit more sharp. Yeah, you know Toby I mean? like, sings from his chest, and Sprinkle sings in his teeth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. His, his resonance is in storm, his teeth. Wind yes. and the rain. So and it he just pronounces really, every word. Too, yes, and really. it's yeah. right up the very front of his mouth. It's like if you imagine his resonance spot, it's like right in the front of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it really made that like penetrate the music. Like yeah. it was so out front. Mm-hmm. You really know right. It. Yeah, but I remember too when when we were working on that part at the end like i was probably working with matt and this and that i was like man this this end has to be huge and epic it just has to be like something i didn't really even have all i had in my mind with the music was just the chords the big chords and like you know we were just playing this and then i was like matt you got to come up with something really really great here on this ending like instrumental part and he sent back that you know that part and i was like oh my gosh this is like this is absolutely perfect. I mean, I yeah. in my mind when I heard it, I was like, "There's nothing else that it could have been that would have felt as good to me in my in my mind." And so the way that that turned out to me was just absolutely perfect. And so I just remember that process of feeling the end because you know when you're writing a song, like it feel like, and I, we've talked about this a little bit before, but the person who is writing the song, they have this idea in their mind. And in your mind, it is what it's supposed to be. Right. But the people outside of your mind that are trying to help you with the song, they don't have that. They just have what you've right. given them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your interpretation, so, the best you're, it's like, you're, you're trying to interpret a different language for them or something. Yeah. Just like with butcher's mouth, you had this right. thing in your mind and right. they're like, well, that sounds dumb. Yeah. But with me, it was like, I have this thing and you gotta, you gotta get it. You gotta get it. And I don't know how else to tell you, but then right. when you get it, it's just such a cool yeah. feeling. Well, it's both just, of those oh, no. songs had, both of those songs were for sure the, felt the least good at the mm-hmm. demo stage. Those were the two worst feeling. Those are two that I would have left off. Not like, but it's not that right. I was judging the songs. That's not accurate. But when all you have is the demo, you don't have, you're missing. And then the energy that y'all have toward the song has to be taken into consideration. So when I hear a demo, I have to go, okay. There's what I hear, which is very limited because it's just an idea. So I can't, mm-hmm. you can't just judge that. And then you have to hear, feel what y'all have, what you're telling, what your, your confidence level about it is yeah. more important than what's on that, the sounds and the chords and the, the in, incomplete lyrics, like that stuff. But your confidence in what it can be is like more important than what the demo is. And so right. then it's like, okay, how much fucking work is it going to be to get on the same wavelength as whatever they have here to get it to where, and then eventually on both those songs, we eventually found the right wavelength. So it's like, if I'm going to add to it, I'm going to add correctly to it. Cause there's a lot of songs mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm keep trying to fix something or change something. And you're like, no wrong direction, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, but what is, where is it? What is it trying right. to be? What is it trying right. to be then? Cause I don't know yet. I don't yeah. know yet, but you know. So now I'm in that puzzle. 
And then when it when it does click, it's great. And then Shallow Seas, it just gets it's like, oh, the song is good. Oh, it just got better. Oh, it just got better. Oh, it just got better. Like that's why that one right. is so right. great. It's just so much <clears throat> gravy. But even the end of that is just me trying to copy that Star Market song. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. All I it is. About that. That's the all. Yeah. I was like, well, he's the way. What you described to the end to me is like, oh, well, this four is hours Star light. Market. Is that the well, album? It's on the album. album. It's on the oh, album, yeah. but it's coming coming from the cold, isn't it? Coming from the cold. That's such it's a good just, song. It's just it's just my oh, version God, of band. that. To, like I want to create that feeling, and it's I mean it's very much a ripoff. It's not the same right. notes, but it's the same yeah, way I to end the that. song. Yeah, yeah, that's it just and it's like that'll be. I think that's what you know. It, that's yeah. probably why it resonated with you, but it was the right choice. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Man. Well, we're gonna be playing it soon. And, and that's still the uh, Devin's told the story a million times, but it was so funny because Sprinkle sang that. That's the and he uh, he did not go in the vocal booth. He just sat in his computer chair and turned. He said <laughs> he doesn't even and stand we, up. And we, and we went and ate lunch. We went. He's like we needed to give him some space, so we went and ate lunch. We come back and he played it for us. We're like, oh, this is so awesome, so good. And he goes, that was the heaviest thing I've ever sang in my life. <laughs> It's not, that is the, it's not heavy. And he all it's he did was turn his head to the left. You the are the storm, wind and the rain. You know, it just, yeah, it just turned. He just moved to the left or he right. He just turned his head sang to the left and sang that part. <laughs> so awesome. It was so good. And he nailed it. It yeah. is great. He is yeah. awesome. <clears throat> it's really funny. He is one of the funniest, coolest people I've ever been around. Like, if he is wanting to be funny there's almost nobody funnier. Like when he comes on, you know, I mean, like if he's wanting to be funny, he can be one of the funniest people in the whole world. He's such a, he really is like an interesting person. Like how, what he gets into, you know what I mean? Like he'll get into keyboards, like computer keyboards and stuff like that. Like he, he bakes cookies. Yeah. He's (laughs) always into something. It's coffee. It's whatever. Like he, he has to, I mean, he's been very public, even on our podcast about struggling with alcoholism. He kind of just has his brain, I guess has to, be into something it's either be into something good working on something or it could be bad i'm i think where maybe his I'm focus too, goes but... it's going to exceed anyone's yes right on whatever it is i bet on it i'd bet on it you know if he's trying to be funny he'll be able to figure out a way to cut through and that's what i say about it, even the way he sings he's going to get the attention right he's going it's like it's not that he's competitive it's really selective but when he intends something like he's gonna do nothing, nothing, nothing. Be focused and brilliant for thirty minutes. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. what his style is. It's not sustained. Mm-hmm. None of it right. is sustained. Nothing is sustained. Right. But when it's on, it's gonna. He will cut through whatever he's focusing on. If it's graphic design, whatever. It, if he's gonna focus on something, he'll be able. He has a. La- he can get that laser more than anybody it will be done well too it's yeah. really crazy oh yeah but now we don't even work with him now it's just six guys in a room the band recording their own record and self-releasing it yep. <laughs> we, we do it all we're a one-stop shop i do all the shipping <laughs> we do, yeah, I mean, there's i mean we do at is every there, level we do i don't there's not much okay that we don't, is there, don't do, is there right? think about it is there any thing that we don't do i guess booking well and we do some of that yeah we do a especially lot of we do some yeah, of that and for a while we did all but of it but ben does ben does a lot he does I mean, a great he does, job yeah, yeah yeah i mean 
Yeah, he does. But a I lot, mean, sometimes but, we book yeah, a show somebody, and then let him commission yeah. anyway, or he doesn't make yeah. us commission shows that we do. I mean, you right. know what I mean? It's just, right. but there's certain things that you we do, but it's not that crazy. It's just that we have had to unengineer the big thing into what you know in a modern day. Other people start totally DIY in the modern creator economy. You start as one person and then explode, mm -hmm. and then you figure it out from there. But we had to undo all the way. Like we've been able to survive yeah. because we've been able to reach a modern individual creator and somehow keep, yeah, you know, six people and get back, get down to right. an what an individual creator does natively. But we were able to right. adapt ourselves to that trend. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not that crazy today yeah. to be an independent artist, record your own music, put it up, it blows up, and then you still are one person. But it's hard. To, but right. we got, we were able to. But that legacy bands very much struggled to. What if I don't have my manager, my agent, my lawyer, and my PR team, and my publicity, and I my know. label, and my agent, and my business manager, and my uh, merch company? Like they, you, you did have all those things because you had to have them all, and we've been able to just put one on at a time. So we're in a reverso way built like a you know it's it's actually pretty simple today for a modern individual to, to blow up as one person and then add from there but we've kind of yep. taken that journey yeah we, we got here Another so we day. have the experience is all we have a lot of experience with a bunch of shit so <laughs> yeah you know. well we're gonna be uh about to go at it again i guess here pretty quick so i mean a week after this podcast comes out we got to make an entire record. And then about three weeks after that, we got to go out and play all of shallow seas for about a week. So yep. we're about to be on it. This year's crazy. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty wild busy. for us. I mean, it's busy. And I mean, especially post COVID it's like, you didn't do much of anything except some online stuff. And I mean, we stayed pretty busy doing, are you listening and other stuff. And then last year played quite a bit of shows. And then this year doing, 10 is for lovers festivals, 50, 50 something shows this year, which doesn't is seem it? like a lot comparatively to what we used to do, but it is a lot. a lot. So, you know, it's fun. It's yeah. good. Exciting year. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot of travel on these old bones. Taking it's next different year than off. it used to be. Yeah. Next year we're taking off. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. We're, no, I'm we, serious. It's election year. Just nobody's going to fucking pay attention to all. any bullshit entertainment anyway. So just take next year. But well, it's our, no, it's everybody's going to pay attention because our, our new record coming out, every lyric is about uh, care. either Trump or Biden. Right, right. You, you have to guess which one it's about. <laughs> we have to get the record out as fast as possible because nobody's going to fucking care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it is, Matt. Like you were talking about it last time when we were doing Songs and Stories this last trip, you were talking about how crazy that you, next year is going to be. I believe it. I, you're going to see yeah. a lot more people running for president. It's going to be insane. But just Trump, normal stuff, nobody's going to care yeah. about it. Trump and Biden opened up a door where you go, oh, wait. You know, it used to be like this dream when you were a kid. You could grow up to be president. No, you can. You can. Anybody <laughs> can. It doesn't matter your history, what you've done, how old you are, what you can, you know, I mean, like, it, it was crazy. Did you see Biden just like, a couple of days ago just fell over and they, they yeah. like fell over some bridges. But I was like, Whoa. And the, and the Republicans <laughs> are like, see, he can't even stand up. And the, and the Democrats are like, who put those thing behind him? Dude, of course he fell over. You know, you've fallen <laughs> over before. And I'm like, Whoa. And that, 
that's just two people that are going to probably run. That, Others that run some band posting about some song they wrote. It's watching Biden fall over and arguing about it. It's going to win the attention oh, yeah. competition. Is it, that's that, why that's our all. album's going to be about him falling over. So you know. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's what. No, next year, twenty twenty four, we are going to just do songs immediately. Maybe we won't put out an album in 2024. Well, maybe I guess our new album. When it, well, shot. I don't know when well, our new album will come out. If we finish it, if we go ahead and start and finish it in the next three weeks, uh, we could probably get it out this year. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully it comes out this year. Then <laughs> right. 2024, we own, we write, we'll give you new songs constantly, but just about current events. Right. Current events. You know what I mean? That'd be actually They don't awesome. need to be songs. They are 15 seconds long. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, you're right. It takes of a song. Clips. Twenty twenty four. You're going to get same a shitload of Emory at, music right. in 15, 30 second increments. Fifteen second political songs. And then whatever song you like, we'll I'm turn a, it into a full two minute news cycle. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's going to be wild. And they yeah, say no. for sure aliens exist now. Y'all know that. Y'all been hearing like, yeah, I heard like that. for sure now. Like there, wow. no one's even like. Like it is real. It is real. Yeah, they had a big conference or meeting or something, four yeah. hours long. About some all whistleblower these whistleblowers. Guys said, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh well, this. I mean, so it's it's over. Court, yeah, I mean, it, or just AI, beginning. AI, aliens, election, simulation. That's, we live in everything. I mean, it, yeah, but it's all true. Tenth album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but our tenth album, guys. But it's our tenth album, guys. Come on, we did it. Get off the Spotify plays. Get up, get them up for us. <laughs> See y'all later.